listening to Sons of Thunder, a podcast that brings you faith, fellowship, and fire, giving you the spiritual weapons you need to do battle for the Lord. And now, please welcome your hosts, the Dynamic Deacon and the Man on Fire. What's going on? It's your co-host, the Man on Fire, John Sablon, and I am only half of the Sons of Thunder. I am <laughs> excited to welcome back a familiar voice to the show, my co-host, the Dynamic Deacon himself, Deacon Harold Burksavers. What's up, my brother? How you doing, John? It's great to be with you again, my friend. Yeah, very, very good to be here, man. I know we were talking offline as we're preparing for this show, and you know, here we are in the midst of a global pandemic, in the midst of um, just some really crazy, stressful, anxious times. And so um, it is good to be back with you to add a little bit of normalcy to our life um, as we try to continue to bring the, the message of the gospel and the good news to uh, all of our listeners. So how have things been going with you, Deacon? Yeah, you know, obviously when this, all this started, it was very disruptive. You know, just like you, I was uh, on the first night of a parish mission, um, and, uh, and, and as I, as the mission was starting that they got a letter, uh, I was in Phoenix so it was Bishop uh, Olmstead and, uh, sent a letter out and said, everything shut down, you know, um, first they were limiting, you know, everything. And then they just shut everything. So I was on the plane the next day mm. back to Portland. I've been here ever since, you mm. know, and, uh, and the, and the obvious restrictions are beginning tighter and tighter, uh, since, um, since that was at that, the third week of Lent. Yeah. And um, so now we're at a point where we, um, you know, no mass, no adoration, which, you know, something I do every week. And as I was saying, I can't remember the last time I didn't go to mass for two weeks in a row, never mind three or four or five, whatever it's going to be. And I think I don't think I've ever, ever missed a triduum. Yeah. I mean, even going back, thinking when I was a kid, you know, in like uh, nine, 10 years old, I can't remember ever missing the triduum. And now, you know, for the first time in my life. You know, it's going to happen uh, this week. So it's just, I mean, this whole thing feels like a long Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, so surreal. It just keeps going on and on. You think you're going to wake up or something, you know? And yeah. Yeah. New reality today, my friend. Yeah. How about yeah. with you? Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite the adjustment. I think we were talking about it as well, you know, just coming off and, and was actually in the middle of like this this stretch of these different events as you were, right? Lent is a busy season and, and you know, next thing you know, it's like you get back and then one cancels and the next cancels and then next, you know, just shelter in place. Uh, things started happening. Um, you know, where I'm in California, obviously you're in Oregon. So, um, you know, we, we were it's just it's just been nuts, and so the the adjustment is it's kind of been twofold. I would say that it's part of it is um, is the adjustment to the working from home and being in each other's spaces uh, spaces again, because um, you know my wife's working from home, older son's going, working from home, we got kids, you know, just like your your situation, right? Everybody's working from home and going to school from home. So, but that adjustment's been really nice from a family perspective, right? Just being able to have meals together to 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 learn to adjust and really honestly, um, to, to grow deeper in intimacy with, with just one another and being able to support one another. So, um, you know, I'm liking, I'm liking the being at home with the family for sure. Um, that's going to be interesting once we have to fire things back up again when that yeah. happens, <laughs> but it's, it's been good. So, we, you know, we can't complain we're blessed, but yeah, being stripped of the sacraments, man, have been probably the, one of the most difficult things, you know, for, for those of us who, who spend at least, right, at least an hour of adoration during the week. And that's, that's at a minimum when you think about daily mass, um, when we think about um, just, just 
you know, prayer and being in front of in front of the blessed sacrament. It's just been, it's been really tough. So, um, it's been, a, it's been a transition, but, um, you know, we're some positive things come out of it. And so what I wanted to do in this episode, Deacon is, you know, obviously just, you know, getting caught back up. So our listeners are probably going, what the heck happened to the sons of thunder? They, they made it, they made a thunder and then they, they left. And so it's just, you know, trying to adjust to these, these, this new age in this new time, but wanted to talk about just how do we, how do we maintain, um, uh, you know, positivity and prayerfulness during this time of, of obviously Holy Week and then moving forward, right? We're going to move into the, the season of Pentecost and the Lenten season and then the season of Pentecost and who knows how long this will happen. So just want to kind of spend some time, especially as we are in the week as Catholics, as Christians, um, like you said, being without the, uh, not being able to attend the Tritium and all of that. Um, but can, I just wanted to share between you and I just some, some you know, encouragement to our listeners out there, some things that we can offer them to, to maintain positivity, but in, more importantly, prayerfulness during this uh, holy season and this holy week. Well, you know, I want to I wanna start maybe, maybe in a place where um, people may not have thought of. You know, this is the 100th anniversary of the birth of John Paul II, St. John Paul II, John Paul the Great, as, as, uh, as I like to call him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was another thing. We we're going to go to Poland and Prague, uh, but that pilgrimage has been canceled now um, because we we're going to attach Upper Amagal. Uh, with it now, the pa- <clears throat> the passion play has now been moved to two years from now, mm-hmm. and so we're moving the pilgrimage two years from now to match that up. But um, back in um, 1984, he released a document called Salvivici Dolores, um, the meaning of human suffering, mm-hmm. and beautiful document. It's just it's not very long actually for 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 John Paul II, <laughs> um, and and in there, he he tries to he does a beautiful job. Uh, explaining the meaning of suffering. And, and so I was looking at that in light of what we're all going through right now with the COVID-19 pandemic and the uh, sheltering in place and uh, trying to find toilet paper and <laughs> I mean, all, all, all these adjustments that everybody's had to make and the restrictions is put on our on our lives, but but also opportunities, I think, for growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so in John Paul II talks about in there that, you know, obviously we're, we're body and soul composites, right? So when we talk about suffering, we suffer physically and psychologically in the body, mm-hmm. but also um, uh, in the morality and spiritually, you know, uh, on the soul side. Mm-hmm. And but but the but the whole thing about suffering is that the the evil that causes suffering, uh, we go through the suffering in order to what? To get to the ultimate good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, so it, we have we have to take this opportunity to see. How what we're enduring right now is going to ultimately lead to good, to what's true, to what's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we live in a culture where a lot of people are really down right now and complaining and uh, the president's not doing enough. The church is doing it. The bishops took the sacrament from us. All this stuff is going on. And we're, we're not seeing this. OK, nothing. We can't do anything about it. So so how can we see where God is leading us in this time? Mm-hmm. And so I think in order to get there to find meaning in what we're going through right now. We have to take this experience and say, okay, what is God teaching me right now? Mm-hmm. He's teaching a lot of us patience. Hmm. Uh, I think he's talking about uniting your suffering. We're uniting ourselves with, for example, the church in China or in the um, uh, 19th century, century, the church in Japan, where they went decades without mass, mm-hmm. decades without a priest, decades without sacraments, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so, and we're, we're complaining because we're going to be like probably a couple months mm-hmm. without the sacraments. They were decades. I mean, so, so when you look back at our experience, given the, the life of the church, 
What are the uh, and then what and what happened? The church grew and flourished. Even in the midst of all that, the church grew and the church flourished. Mm-hmm. So this, I think of it as maybe a pruning. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, an opportunity for us. It's like a spiritual stop sign. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got to you know hit the reset button, take a little pause. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that stop sign, which we're in right now, you look left, you look right, and where where did I come from, and where am I going? Mm-hmm. You know, it's really uh, uh, almost a, you want to call it a monastic time, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, monks are, are men or women seeking God individually, but in community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's a group of individuals all with the same goal, living their individual lives, but doing it within the context of community. And so many of us now have community. You talk about your family, same thing with me. My girls are home from college. The twins are all doing high school from home now, and, and we're all together again. It's been very, very nice. And so we have to take advantage of these opportunities uh, to develop our own spiritual life and maybe to enrich the spiritual life of our families mm-hmm. uh, as well. Yeah, you know, it's it, when I think about this time of quarantine, right? So for the listeners out there, if you didn't realize the Latin roots, it means 40. 40. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you think about the time of quarantine, and here we are in the Lenten season, and here we are in this journey in the desert, right? Really an opportunity for us. And I think you hit it on the head, Deacon, when you talk about this time of suffering and being able to conform that to the cross. I mean, that's the whole point of really if we, uh, you know, conforming our own suffering to the Lord's suffering, specifically in the Paschal Mystery. But as we look at this time, I mean, there's I mean, there's two ways to look at it, right? I mean, we can hang our heads and, and um, you know, grow in despair and discouragement, but yet, would that really make us Christians if we were to hope in Christ? We know that Christ conquered death and he's victorious and we just got to finish the race. And I think this is a great opportunity. And that's the the focus of this, this episode is really to what are those things that we can do to, as Deacon was saying, grow in, uh, in intimacy and in deeper um, depth of our faith, um, both within our familial community, right? Um, and that's opportunities for, you know, you're a husband and a father, I'm a husband and a father. And so for those that are out there that are leading their homes and the spiritual leaders of the homes, you know, what can we do to, to better lead our families during this time? It's an, actually a, an opportune time. Because now we're stripped of all these distractions, stripped of all these comp- I mean, if you're, unless you're wasting your time doing a bunch of Netflix binges, right, and just <laughs> pouring a bunch of garbage, I mean, that can yeah. be super deadly, yeah. right, if, if you don't watch yourself. But if you're using this time to really go deep and to actually rediscover one another and therefore rediscover God and, and our, the, tr- the, the, the richness and truths of our faith, as we try to do on this, this podcast series as well, man, what a great opportunity to um to really grow and and watch us during the midst of this desert come out on the other side of this and enter into the holy land into the promised land yeah so let's talk a little bit about some practical ways that that we can do that because you talk about the the quarantine means 40 right Mm -hmm. and that number shows up a lot in the bible Mm -hmm. 40 40 40 days and 40 nights in the ark 40 years in the desert um, Moses get the Ten Commandments, forty days. Uh, David showed up to fight Goliath on day forty. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, forty for the Jewish people was the number of gestational weeks in a pregnancy. So forty is a time of trial, a time of testing, and a time of waiting, mm-hmm. because after forty days, weeks, months, years, God is gonna do something. Mm-hmm. So if we think of this time of COVID nineteen as as our desert experience, Jesus in the desert for those forty days, because after he came out. Bam, that's when he started his mission. God is going to do something. Mm-hmm. So we have to prepare ourselves for that something. Uh, when God brings us out of this desert, we have to be ready to keep moving forward. 
uh, not like the Israelites when they came out of the desert. He, he wiped out their enemies in the Red Sea. They sung this beautiful canticle of praise. Next day, man, we're going to die in here. We got nothing to eat. We got nothing to drink. What are you doing? We just, just stayed as slaves. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. What's all? You know, so we, we can't be like that. You uh-uh. know? So, so a couple of things. I think personally, again, going back to that monastic analogy, um, individuals living together in community. So I think for your individual um, uh, prayer life and, and spiritual development, think of it as a different perspective. For example, there's two things for me. One, I'm usually on the altar. So I, I usually don't, you know, uh, in the pews at mass. Mm. So for me, watching mass, you know, <laughs> live streaming, and then um, uh, so not being there on the altar and having to watch it and not actually physically be in the church has been definitely been an adjustment. Mm. Um, but 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 it's allowed me to look at things from a different perspective. You know, I've been listening to the readings differently. Mm. You know, I've been watching you know, actually, like what's going on at mass and how people are moving from one spot to the other and focusing on what the priest is saying, the actions of the priest. I mean, it's just been more attentive, mm-hmm. you know, to what's going on. I say, wait a minute. I, you know, it's just it's just like this kind of a awakening in me, if you will. Yeah. You know, um, uh, so I think that's one thing. So use this. Op- so first of all, do it. If you have to do adoration, there's plenty of uh, Facebook lives and YouTubes and streams from churches literally all over the world mm-hmm. that are live streaming mass, that are live streaming adoration, are live streaming, our archbishop is uh, live streaming Vespers mm-hmm. um, and, and Stations of the Cross mm-hmm. on Fridays. You know, so so take advantage of those opportunities. Um, uh, and then also uh, with your own individual life, this is a great opportunity to pray with your spouse. There's so many people reluctant to pray with their spouse. Now there's no excuse. You guys are with each other all day. <laughs> so instead of killing each other and complaining about stepping on your, per- invading your personal space, you know, come together and just say, Hey honey, let's just pray for a second. Like in our father, Hail Mary, something, mm-hmm. just that little something, um, you know, uh, and, and I think a way to invigorate your prayer life. And, and of course, if you, you know, um, I always wanted to read this book, you know, uh, St. Teresa of Avila, or I always want to read this thing by Father Benedict Groeschel, or, you know, and, and, and now it's the opportunity to do that. No excuse now. Mm-hmm. Carve some time out, specifically, some time out in the day and dedicate that time to God. This is my God time. This is my time with the Lord, whether it be 30 minutes, an hour, whatever is just carved. Or if you have to carve it up, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes here. Maybe do a rosary, maybe do a chaplet. And there's plenty of people praying the rosary on, on Facebook Live and other places too. So yeah. if you don't know the rosary, you could just pray it along with someone. Maybe, oh, that's my favorite priest, or oh, that's our pastor. Or, oh, that's a great speaker. I want to pray with them. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that, let's find those opportunities. Not just to find what the latest movie is on Netflix or whatever, but, yeah. but find uh, those opportunities to be able to be fed mm-hmm. and nourished spiritually. Since we can't be fed and nourished by Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, at least we'll be fed and nourished by the ample opportunities that the Lord is providing during this time for us to to go deeper in our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say, you know, also you're building this structure and this routine, if you will, right, that you can carry forward at once things gets back to whatever the new normal may be. You know, as we were talking about, we're, we're probably not going to get back to the normal we once knew. But you start to actually incorporate and implement those, especially the prayerful aspect. I mean, you know, f- the fundamental staple of our faith is prayer. It's that, 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 that dialogue with God. And so, you know, for the listeners out there, just taking that time, as Deacon was saying, to really, really grow and start to, to just spend the time listening to what God has to say to you during this time of, 
of our time in the desert, right, of quarantine. So don't miss that opportunity because if you, and I think the other thing, you know, when you talked about praying with your spouses, praying with your children, you know, I've got my adult children at home. You've got, you know, some adult children at home. It's like, that doesn't mean, you know, all of a sudden we stop praying with them. It's actually a great opportunity to lead our families in prayer, to, to maintain the focus because we can all be distracted by saying, no, let's, let's participate in a, in an, an adoration time or stations of the cross. We're doing the same thing, stations of the cross and, you know, picking out a stations in the cross. One of the things that we've been able to incorporate, you know, um, my son and his, his fiance, um, they have what they call the Lord's Day that they're bringing from their household experience at Franciscan University, right? So we've asked them, hey, you're not with your household there, but why don't you lead us in your Lord's Day prayer, right? Yeah, and so it's just, it's great opportunity. So they get to lead and they get to engage and they get to, to experience at least some of their normalcy in whatever that college campus life was for them. So don't miss those, miss out on those opportunities because you know, you're going to blink and this is going to be gone. I know it doesn't feel like that because of some of the anxieties and stresses, especially for those of you who are experiencing hardships or, or, um, you know, uh, medical issues and health issues. Uh, you know, you're probably like, yeah, right. It feels so far away, but you know, we're going to blink and this is going to be gone. We're definitely going to look back on this. And, and would you have grown from this? You know, are you stronger in your faith because of it? Is your marriage uh, stronger? Is your family life stronger? Your relationships, your familial bonds with those that you're you're with every day stronger or worse? Because I think that's the one thing, Deacon, you pointed out, you know, r- rather than complaining and stepping on each other's, right? The 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 sinful nature is going to come out, right? Now you're breathing my air all day long. <laughs> <laughs> now you're now you're in my stuff. Now you're sucking up my mm-hmm. bandwidth. Now you're doing blah, 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 right? Kids are eating a lot more, right? You realize how your yeah, grocery bill's yeah. done gone up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So you, that's another way. So, so just don't miss out on that opportunity to, to grow um, in both your spiritual life and in your family life you know and there's a so there's the the individual dimension but there's a communal dimension as well mm-hmm. and as you said you know the the primordial community is the family mm-hmm. you know so praying together doing simple things I mean, even reaching out to maybe your adult kids who obviously aren't at home maybe they have their own families they're not going to church mm-hmm. and i know for a fact there are a number of fallen away catholics who are watching mass uh, live streaming now, you know, um, some people have reached out to me and said, Hey, my son or my daughter is watching mass on, you know, because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's for them to kind of take a look at the faith again, mm-hmm. you know, without having to go to a church, you know, so they're getting, you know, what kind of seeds God is planting. So, uh, reach out to you and just call them and say, Hey, you know, um, there's this thing on Facebook Live. I'd love for you. Maybe we can watch that together. Maybe we can just pray together. I just want you to know I'm thinking about you and the grandkids. Maybe we can, you know, FaceTime or something like that and just say hi to each other and, and just end with a little prayer at the end. All these little seeds that God are planting in this desert. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, he's He's preparing the desert for, for, for growth, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so even reaching out to parishioners. You know, reaching out to, to parishioners that you, that you know that maybe you give them a ride to church all of a sudden. Who's watching them now? How are they getting groceries? How are they taking care? You know, call them and check in on them. Mm-hmm. You may you may be their only conversation, you know, that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people showing the love of Christ uh, during this time. Um, uh, so uh, so being together as community, even though we have to do the social distance six feet from each other stuff, <laughs> but but still connecting with people using the technology and using the media in order to connect and build relationships, I think is extremely important. Um, during this time as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I would agree with all of that. And I think uh, leveraging the technology for sure, because 
that's a way that we can be socially responsible, but at the same time, um, still be tied to the community, right? We're the mystical body of Christ. Um, we can't do this on an island. It's uh, it's scary enough as it is. So join in, uh, join with your bro- fellow brothers and sisters or family members um, in whatever way, whatever way you can. So Deacon, I want to kind of wrap up in the the episode to talk about the prayerful side of this, specific to Holy Week, right? We were just talking about you know being stripped of the sacraments here for the first time ever. Um, for you, I know you're talking about missing the, the tritium, but for all of us that are just so accustomed and love our faith so much and like you gear up, like this is my favorite season, right? And I'm like, you know, you just feel you, it's it's easy to be tempted to be um, discouraged and and tempted to disparity just because we're not going to be able to experience the the mass of all masses, you know, the, the, the tritium, uh, that just that beautiful liturgy. So what do you recommend for our listeners out there to still enter into this, this solemn special time, um, without, uh, losing that opportunity to do so, um, just because of the circumstances? Yeah. Well, so one thing I would do is just find some time for silence, Mm. just really carve out some time just for some meditative quiet, and silence, because that's where God speaks to you. God speaks to you in your heart. And he's, he's, in order to hear that voice, you have to be quiet. So carve out some time for silence. Um, yeah, of course, watch the the, the uh, Holy Thursday and, and Good Friday and, and, and Easter Vigil and all that thing. You know, yeah, watch that and find time for that. One thing that I do, too, is I watch the Passion of the Christ every Good Friday. Yep. You know, and um, so I'm definitely going to be doing that uh, this year for sure. Um and, um, you know, and, and I, I'm probably going to be also, of course, doing my adoration, but also um, doing rosaries mm-hmm. as well, finding uh, someone streaming and, and doing a rosary with them and, um, and, and doing some spiritual reading, mm-hmm. you know, immersing myself in prayer, doing the office. So, like, I'm going to have to do the office of readings because usually you can skip those if you go to the, like, Holy Thursday or if you can skip those offices. But now I'm not going <laughs> to have to pray those offices, which is, again, a, a different, you know, don't, don't just waste this time. Um, just complaining about where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're we're here, okay? We're here, and but how can God use this time and use me and prepare me to be a better instrument for Him mm-hmm. uh, as a witness in my family, as a witness to the world? Um, and uh, and and that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm trying to do my little like these little. Uh, um, outreaches that I have now, my weekly webinars and the daily dose of decarol and stuff, and, and just tr- making an effort. And you know, I'm not good with the technology stuff, but I'm learning, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know, making some mistakes along the way, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. But what is it going to do? It's going to provide another vehicle when all this is said and done, it's going to be pro- provide another vehicle and not way to be able to reach people with the message of, of the gospel. So if we can use this time to conquer temptation, to conquer sin within ourselves, to grow closer in love with God by by appreciating the gift of having the family around, because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the person you're with now could be dead next year mm-hmm. at this time. You're going to look back and say, oh, thank goodness I had this time. So don't squander that. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're apart from somebody, if you're estranged from somebody right now, reach out to that person now. Mm-hmm. No more excuses. You know, like, hey, I, I know that, you know, we're not on the best of terms, but, you know, I, I was thinking about you with all this stuff going on. I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. And if there's uh, anything that, you know, if you want to talk, call me. If there's any way we can begin the process of healing, let's do it now because life is short. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people who have been infected with COVID-19. Um, uh, a very, very good friend of mine in New Jersey, thank, thank goodness she is now 
recovering at home, but she was uh, touch and go there for a while in the intensive care unit, mm -hmm. you know, and, and she has two sons. So it's just like, oh, yikes, man. Yeah. You know, so you just you just never know. But just let's use this opportunity, truly use this opportunity um, to unite ourselves with Christ's suffering, especially during Easter. But remember, Easter Sunday is coming. <laughs> there okay. is no Easter Sunday without Good Friday. Mm -hmm. There is no resurrection without crucifixion. We're in the time of crucifixion right now, but God will lead us to a place of resurrection. Let's get ourselves ready for that. Amen. And I would say also, if you don't have a sacred space at home, right, if you don't have one that's, we, we did a major upgrade in, uh, in the Sablon home here, you know, we, we basically were able, we're turning a whole room into a chapel, right? It's just like mm -hmm. we're stripped from our right. comforts and, and we're, you know, literally went in and, and you know, uh, made some adjustments and moved some stuff out. And so we've been doing a lot of purging and purification in our own home um, to make room a sacred space that we can all go to to spend that time that Deacon is talking about in silence, especially as we, we go into the holiest of all liturgies in the Tritium um, to, to really quiet ourselves because that's the one day when we think about Holy Saturday, the day the world will be without God, right? And, and I think um, you, don't just, you can't go into that marathon right uh without training for it so we need to train ourselves uh train our wills we need to go there i'm with deacon we have a, a tradition in our home on good fridays um is definitely to do the you know find live stations right that are that are being done i'm sure somebody's going to be streaming it as well if not go through the stations of the cross and then watch the passion we watch it as a, as a family and i cry every single year when i see what the lord did for us right yeah the god's love for us um uh and and then we realize that in the end like you said uh, Easter is coming, right? The Lord has risen. Um, let's let's prepare ourselves that way, and uh, let's not squander this, as Deacon has said. So, please, my brothers and sisters out there listening to us, we hope to encourage you during this time of of anxiety and stress, but realize that we hope in Christ, and that there is no uh, there is no uh, nothing to be worried about in that sense. Um, if we focus on uh, the everlasting life, right? This temporal world's going to come and go. Like Deacon said, love on those that are around you, make amends with those that you may be estranged from. And, um, but most importantly, grow in your love for God and your knowledge for God. So any parting words, Deacon, before we ask for your final blessing? No, just, uh, you know, make the, obviously this has been, uh, the most lentiest Lent ever <laughs> for a lot of people. And, uh, so just, just enter into this, this Holy Week and, and, and the Triduum, um, you know, not with a sense of frustration, uh, but with a sense of hope, mm. with a sense of purpose, um, uh, knowing that, you know, yeah, this we, this is the cross for a lot of people. And, and you know, uh, and, and multiply that times a million what, what, what Jesus did for us on that mm -hmm. on that uh, during the, the, the Triduum 2000 years ago. So let's really find a way to enter more deeply into the life of Christ and um, unite everything that we're doing through his immaculate heart, through his sacred heart, um, in, in his div divine mercy and love, uh, knowing that the suffering is, is ultimately going to lead us to what's good and what's true and what's beautiful, which is the deep, intimate, per personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, it's been uh, awesome catching up with you again. Again, for the people out there, if you're not checking out Deacon's Daily Dose and his weekly webinars, please do so. It's a way to stay fed. And quite honestly, you know, he travels the world doing this all day long. So the fact that you can get a daily dose of this Deacon right now, take advantage. <laughs> Don't squander that either. Don't squander that. It's better, better than any Netflix series you can binge out on for sure, because you'll be growing in your knowledge of our uh, Holy Church and of our Lord. So Deacon, without further ado, um, can you give us your final blessing? 
Sure. May Almighty God bless you and keep you and you protect your families during this most holy of weeks. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, have a blessed rest of your holy week. Um, looking forward to catching up for the next episode. But you you and your family are in our prayers. So stay safe out there in the, uh, the lands of the cray cray over there in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> Pray for you as well, my friend. Uh, down in uh, Hotel California. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can check out anytime you like, but you can't leave the house. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, it's been good seeing you, Deacon, and uh, God bless you and the family. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Sons of Thunder with the dynamic Deacon and the man on fire. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and find out more at deaconharold.com and johnsablon.com. God's peace.